guys, welcome to another episode of Metal Mastermind. Here I am, your co-founder and co-host, Jason Stallworth, and also co-founder and co-host, Ken Candelis. Ken, dude, we're going to talk about something, and everyone, we're going to talk about something that Ken knows a lot about. This is, I don't want to say brand new, uh, but it is kind of new to a lot of folks, and I don't know anything about this stuff, dude, so I'm excited for you to explain what the crap this stuff is, NF, whatever, and uh, you guys are going to get some organic questions for me. So, Ken, dude, I'm going to just ask you to kick it <laughs> off. What the heck is this stuff? NFT? N- yeah, NFTs. Yeah, man. Uh, so, NFTs, uh, well, it stands for non-fungible tokens. Um, and uh, it comes, it lives in the world of uh, Web3 and crypto and blockchain and all this kind of new technology. That's been around, honestly, to be honest, blockchain itself has been around since 1992, but uh, we weren't using blockchain for any financial uh, sort of systems until 2009 when Bitcoin kind of came around. So, uh, but, you know, Bitcoin is still very young. We're talking, it's only 14 years old. And uh, we have this new sort of endeavor of what people are doing in this space where People are attributing ownership uh, in the digital realm, which is something that's always been kind of hard to do uh, before this. So it's a kind of interesting thing, Um, you know, like when you're going online and you're, you know, you want to download, let's say, like a picture or something like that. Right. You know, you can just kind of save the image, but you're never actually like the owner of that image. Right. You know, you just kind of download the image and you kind of have it on your computer now. Um, But the technology of blockchain allows us to actually have a timestamp of purchasing where we can, you know, prove that we actually bought this at a specific time and we own it and it's immutable. It's, it, it can't be taken away from us. Now, before we go any further, um, and I should have stated this in the beginning, we are going to talk about how this relates to music because I oh, know yeah. some of you we've already <laughs> lost, and I'm one of those people we've lost. I'm like, okay, yeah, uh, I, I get it, Ken. Um, I'm going to go, you know, do so, something else now. But uh, let me, we're going to relate this to music. Let me put it to you this way, okay? So let's say there was, you, there, you have the Mona Lisa, right? Gotcha. Big, big, very, very famous piece of art. Now, what makes the Mona Lisa a one of a kind? I'd say because she looks like she's listening to some doom metal. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, uh, uh, no, but for for, ser- for for real, like, like, what is what do you think is one of the things about the Mona Lisa that makes it original? I mean, it's just the original painting, right? I mean, I, I don't, you know, right. that, that's it, dude. You can't replicate that. You can try. You can take pictures of it and, and, and maybe well, draw it or whatever. But would it would it be the fact that it was made by Leonardo da Vinci? Would that, yeah, yeah, that's the right? obvious fact, right? Yeah. So that that's it's an obvious fact, but we have evidence that the Mona Lisa was made by Leonardo da Vinci, right? And I usually miss the obvious, by the way. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. But. Leonardo da Vinci's Mona Lisa is so valuable, right? I think it's even like in a billion dollars or something like that. It's so mm. valuable, right? Because it's the only one, right? It's it's a it's a non-fungible asset. It means it can't be duplicated. Okay. Mm. So when we talk about something in the digital world, okay, the digital world's entire 
problem, and you can relate this all the way back to Napster, is that people were copying all this original stuff, right? Copying the masters, putting them for free online. And then, you know, we, the only way that we were able to actually attribute to whoever owned this song was through copyright, right? right? So what if we were able to take copyright and put it into a digital form where we could actually trace via digital technology who was the original owner, right? That's the power here. So we're talking about a Mona Lisa kind of idea, right, of, of original and growing value over time through art and music or documentation. Hell, it could be real estate. It could be anything you want. And the idea is that there is a digital certificate that follows that uh, that asset on, you know, blockchain, on, on, on the internet, on wherever it's going to be in the digital realm. That's what it so let me, is. let me wrap my simple mind around this. Cause I always make the joke. I'm like Leonard Skinner, I'm a simple man, <laughs> but so if I understand this right, so we'll, we'll continue to listen to music as we do, but maybe there be specific songs like Ken, let's say you and I write this death metal love song together or whatever. Right. And we put it out there as, as what a, a digital asset an FT uh, will that just be the one original copy that someone would be able to buy and no one else would be able to buy that? Well, you certainly can do that. Uh, You can also do, let's say, let's put it in this way. You know how artists, they create special editions? Yes, yes. Right? Let's say that. You know, you have a 500 edition limited copy of Mm. this one album and it's only ever going to be sold as this digital asset in NFT. Now, Artists uh, can do that. Fans can buy them. And the fans, they could, you know, decide, you know, oh, I've got my fill of this and now I don't want it anymore. Let's say I want to sell it. Well, they can sell it and the artist can actually earn royalties off of the back end. Because with every single NFT comes something we call a smart contract. Now, Mm. let me ask you this. What's just what's a contract? Well, that's just the agreement between you know two two parties, two entities, right? It's just that's all it is, right? It's yeah. just an agreement, right? So if I if I create a smart contract, the contract is sort of autonomous. It enacts on its own based on the parameters that you give it. Gotcha. So, so you make the rules for the contract, and so so you so in other words, and that was going to be my next question, Ken. So you know, we, you you could release a song. Every, Everybody listening right now, you could release, let's say you want a special album as an NFT. You could say, hey, there's only a hundred copies of this NFT. Uh, people purchase it. Of course, the artist gets their their percentage. But if those folks, if one of those folks decided, hey, I don't want it anymore, or I've had my fill, like you said, Kim, I want to sell this to somebody else. Well, they can sell it, but but the artist is going to get a percentage of that every time it's sold. Because that was yep. going to be my question. What happens after they sell it? Can they still, you know, collect because, on that? Yeah, this is this is the power of blockchain. Because Passive income, right? Passive exactly, income. Exactly. So what we're exactly. all about. So yeah. Exactly. So blockchain is all about time stamping information, right? So the creator of that NFT will always be written into the contract. Gotcha. So that contract, and it's immutable. It can't be changed. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's 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 the thing about this. It can't be changed. It's, you know, you have like. Uh, you know there are, there are protocols out there like bitcoin is a protocol it's also a it's a coin but it's a it's a protocol it's a it's an algorithm 
And then there's also like Ethereum. You may have heard of that one too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so these ones are, are are sort of like the big blue chip, you know, sort of cryptocurrencies that are out there. And their technology that underlies them is so well made, uh, it, it's almost impossible to, to hack them. So mm-hmm. you're going to have this strong foundation of being able to release, you know, something like an NFT on, on a protocol that has a lot of security behind it. And everything moving forward, right, since it's immutable, it can't be changed, which means that your royalties will always be the same moving forward. So this so, makes this brings me to another question, though. How in the world do you keep people from copying that digital asset? Like, what if somebody like is it stored in a in a in like the cloud or, or in a place or what if can people put it on their hard great drive question. and listen, you know? So great question. So because the creator of the NFT is always uh known, okay. uh you can if if somebody were to just copy that, let's say they copy the actual asset itself, it would never have the same uh sort of history, the same digital footprint certificate history. It would be just a copy of what is the original still. Okay. Because underlying that, there's you could actually see where was the transaction history. And if if somebody were to do their research and go back, they could see, oh no, this is actually a fake. This is not the real one. So you have that digital footprint that trails all the way to the beginning. But if someone didn't care about the digital footprint and they just wanted to hear the album and have their own copy of the album, they they could, in a sense, copy that. Or, well, or, or you like you you yes, can copy my album and give it to yes, your friend or something like that. Definitely, I mean, it doesn't stop anybody from pirating anything. Gotcha, um, gotcha. At the end of the day, you're still beholden to the user. So yeah. you know, somebody who even downloads the NFT could be like, "Hey, you know, I took this information that I got from the NFT and let me put it on, you know, SoundCloud, whatever." They can do that. You know, it's just that's just what we have to deal with today. But that's not that's not the purpose of the NFT. The NFT is not supposed to, um, how would you say, let's say gatekeep or secure things. The whole thing about an NFT is to show authenticity to something. Gotcha. That's all it's about. It's a footprint, right? So you can. It's like saying, "Hey, man, um, I go and buy uh, like this action figure that comes from like a 1969 collection, right?" And like. If I went to an uh, so an appraiser, they'd be like, oh, man, this toy. Oh, yeah, this is the real deal, you know, and it's worth this much because of that. And then if I took a fake and I brought it to the same person, they'd be like, yeah, no, this is not the real deal. So it's worthless. Right. And mm. you can and they would be able to define what was real and what was not based upon their experience, their their, you know, their expertise. Uh, now, replace that expertise with just code code that shows what is real and what would be fake in the in that instance. So if you were to say for example to a potential fan, "Hey, I got this, you know, special edition copy of uh, you know, Jason Stallworth's album." And they go, "Okay, so let me see. I want to let me let me look at the details about that." Oh, it comes from Jason Stallworth. Jason is the one who created this NFT. So yes, I will buy this for this much because I know it's real. Okay. Right? versus oh let me go and check you know this you know this fraud that made this other nft oh it's not jason star wars jason star wars didn't mint this right so i will not buy this because it's obviously it's a scam it's a fake 
So that'll be um, an obvious thing to see now. So, so let's say yes. we, you, let's say our, our, our listeners, one of you guys uh, or girls want to create an album. So you create the album. It's got 10 songs on it. It's on Spotify, iTunes, but you also have a special edition album that's sold as an NFT. You can listen to the songs on, you know, all the platforms and you even sell the CDs, but you also have that digital NFT copy. Maybe you give them another song or two that you can't hear anywhere else, right? Kind of like that special a bonus track or whatever. But could you do that? Can you have your album out there where everybody can listen to it? Because you want that, right? That's how we get known, but also have the NFT version of that and let's say maybe your hardcore super fans would would want uh, you know a copy exactly of right exactly okay. right i i absolutely think that you know you should not isolate only to just one small niche because then gotcha. in this case because with music it's it's very hard to have success with just going one route you know there yes. are there are there are certain people that have done it like uh nipsey hustle he's he's done something very similar where he had uh, CDs that were sold, I think, for like $100 each. Um, and that was like his initial thing. Um, but he 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 also got lucky because like he was found by Jay-Z and Jay-Z bought like a bunch of them. And that that sparked an entire controversy from that point. But that was before the whole idea of like NFTs was coming, coming around. Um, with nowadays, I think because streaming is so like accessible and all this kind of stuff, it's... Yeah people are going to have a hard time like just going one route they want to have music accessible everywhere and if right. you're if you're looking at any of the data i think it was like 85% of all the revenue from the music industry was through streaming 85% so it's kind of like you kind of can't do without streaming <laughs> you kind of you kind of need to do it so this is exactly like you said this is a, an extra format for people who are like super fans for their artists who want to support them in a in an extra special way, you know, um, which is something that I plan on doing, right? Because I'm I'm so immersed in this kind of technological world, I really want to explore this option. Where I, and Jason, you know this that for my album, I have a whole bunch of paintings and illustrations that come along yeah. with yeah. my album. A lot of and, artwork, man. And that that's because there's a there's a whole novel that's written alongside my album. So my my idea is to use the artwork as NFTs in the future and then have some attributing factors to that where they can access, you know, maybe let's say like orchestral tracks or, you know, some other special version of the album that they wouldn't have with just streaming. So I like that. I like what you just said. You know, you've got the uh, the orchestral tracks that only the NFT folks uh, get, only someone who buy. I, I like that. I was I was thinking in my head just right before you said that. I'm thinking, man, well, we've got the album out there, but what if I give just the raw version of those tracks as an NFT? These are the original recordings and no post-processing. Oh, yeah. It's just kind of garagey and just, you know, it's just the, the raw track, something like that, you know? And actually, some people have done some very interesting things. Uh, there are um, there are ways that you can make NFTs very unique, too. So, so for some people, when they create the art for NFTs, what they do is they create like this layered me mechanism where... They have a background, let's say they have a figure, but then it randomizes the features of that figure for every person who mints the NFT. And when I say mint, it means they, they're creating the NFT. So if they're going to get this NFT, the algorithm will just randomize all this stuff and then they'll come out with a unique piece of art. 
which is kind of cool. And some people have in the music industry have attributed a, a way to randomize creating music. So they'll make all these layers of, of different parts of music. So let's say it'll be like a hundred tracks, but each one has like a different element. Maybe like, you know, the randomization will be like, okay, you get some, some of the drums, uh, but instead of guitars, you get a ukulele and instead of like, you know, maracas, you get tambourines or something like that. And it creates a unique track. <laughs> out of that, uh, which is kind of fun, you know, but if people have been experimenting with this concept of trying to, you know, make the user uh, benefit from the uniqueness of randomization. And I'll, I'll just say this, you know, it's, it's, it's still kind of, I know it's not brand new. It's been around for a little while. It's, it's still kind of new to me. I've known about NFTs, but never dug into them. Uh, but a, a lot of folks, you know, I, I'm, I'm the old guy here. And this is why Ken and I work like a, a the perfect puzzle because you're a lot younger. Uh, so, you know, and, and plus, you know, you're in the education system as, as an instructor as well. So you have to stay on top of this sort of thing, uh, being plugged into the industry the way you are. Uh, me, on the other hand, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a full-time musician as well, but my focus hasn't been this new stuff. So for people like my age, I'll be 48 later this month. Uh, actually, by the time this podcast comes out, I might already be that. So <laughs> I'm 48. And folks older than I am, we tend to, and I, I really don't want to be this person, Ken. I want to, I want to, you know, be open while maybe still holding on to some of you know, my, uh, my vintage mindset a little bit, right? Because um, not not everything old is bad, but we might have a problem embracing some of this new stuff just because we don't understand it. And a lot of times when we don't understand it, well, we kind of fear. So we don't take that leap in learning more. So I'm encouraging you guys who are older, and I'm encouraging myself, okay, this is pinpointed towards me, to dig in a little bit and learn about this stuff. Uh, Ken, I like the way you're explaining it. Uh, so I, I do want to dig into the stuff, you know, for Metal Mastermind and even for uh, my own album and projects, you know, why not use the new resource? Because when something comes in like this, it's usually here to stay and it's just going to evolve over time. Uh, it's kind of like how a lot of people still write checks that are older. It's like, why would you write a check? Well, it's more secure. Is it really? You've got your name and address and account number and routing number on that check. Tell me how that's more secure than, than doing auto pay or something, right? Uh, any case, I'm, I'm kind of getting off point. Where would I even go to to do this stuff? Like, where is it like a website we go to or, or what do we, how do we get so, this started? This is, this is a great question. Um, we have, there, I mean, there are some resources to create your own NFTs if you want to go on. Uh, like, for example, a, a very popular website is called OpenSea, and that's where people can go ahead and create their own NFTs if they so choose. Um, there's also a, a new type of platform that's being created that's specifically for music. Uh, mm. And it's a it's a it's a program that I was uh, introduced to. It's called Opulus. 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 Opulus is a is a basically it's a platform that's utilizing this kind of technology of NFTs. And it's creating what they call music non-fungible tokens, where they're trying to go the route of establishing your copyright as an NFT. And what you can do is you can have multiple people uh, actually invest in your NFT. And they because they are sort of funding your song, uh, you can actually share royalties with, for example, your fans and investors. 
Oh man. Um, So it's a very, very like forward thinking type of way to do it because I think for a very long time and you, you and I have spoken about record labels for a minute here, but record labels have been kind of in charge of the music industry for, for, for God knows how long, a hundred years more, you know, and it's, they, they've been (laughs) able to control artists futures because they had so much of a stake in their, you know, development. Nowadays, we have a sort of conundrum that's been happening where independent artists have walked away from labels to try and do their own thing. But the thing about independent artists that's really tough is creating your own audience and, you know, getting the funding to do all that stuff. This has been an issue ever since, you know, we started doing indie music. So what Opulus is doing is they're trying to say, hey, what if we had, you know, a platform where... You know, you had people who are looking to invest in music, right? That that's what they want, right? So it's a hub where they can go and find the music on that pl- platform that they like, that they believe in, that they want to put their money into, and that they could inv- they could benefit in the long term from that. Likewise, you have artists, independent artists, who are looking for funding who want to be able to do music full time and who would rather be in debt to their fans than to the record labels. Uh-huh. And I, and it's just a, it's sort of a really brilliant merging of the two ideas. Uh, and so Opulus looks very, very, very special in that way. Cool. That's cool. I, yeah. I definitely want to dig in and we, you know, guys will probably be talking more about op- Opulus or Oculus, Opulus, Opulus, Opulus. Yeah. So we'll, we'll probably be talking more about that. Cause I want to dig into this a little, Ken, again, I, uh, I haven't purposely shied away from NFTs and the concept is just, I haven't, I, I've, we were talking about this earlier, man. I've been busy. You and I both were, were busy <laughs> people, man. You know, talking about multiple, uh, multiple streams of income uh, to, to survive as a full-time musician and all things related. Uh, oftentimes it's not just, I'm sitting in my studio playing guitar, getting paid, making YouTube right. videos, or, or I'm, I'm putting albums out and I'm making millions. No, it's, you know, I'm doing all those things. You and I, we create courses. We run Metal Mastermind. Uh, Ken, you're also a college instructor. You're a pro audio engineer. Me, I'm playing live solo gigs. I've actually got one tonight. Uh, so we we probably do, you know, I don't know, six or seven different things to create these streams. So why not have something like an NFT as another source, right? So yeah. Especially and, and, if it's the future. And this is like, you know, just another aspect of NFTs here that we're talking, right? Like I already mentioned uh, artwork. Like yes. you, like I've let's say like I've made my artwork. That's an NFTs, and along with that artwork comes like this exclusive content. But then there's also the other side of it where it's like not just artwork that's being placed as an NFT, but I'm actually talking about the underlying copyright to that art. You know that can be exposed as an NFT as well, um, and you can choose in that smart contract whether or not you want to transfer copyright ownership or whatever, you know, and and that's like, that's an option that you have. Um, This is just thinking like big, right? Like what, what is this, this idea of having digital ownership and how can it be used? I mean, I'm not going to be surprised if people start taking this stuff and saying, Hey, I'm going to put the title deed to my house as an NFT, you know? And, And you know, or, you know, like real estate just in general, right? Uh, There there are even people that are trying to attempt to fractionalize real estate where the 
entire sort of uh, concept of uh, like land space has like its own value and people can buy into that at a fractionalized cost uh, and, and get part and, ownership of that and okay. get part ownership of that. Right. Imagine like, you know, being a part owner of the empire state building or something, you know, like that's, that's kind of what we're talking about here. And I think mm-hmm. honestly, the future of a lot of uh, investing and, you know, real estate and just art and music, it's going to be fractionalized. It's going to be decentralized. It's going to be a lot of these things that it's going to take away from uh, ownership from just one person. Um, you know, so this is, it's, it's just a very interesting concept that uh, it's, it's still very new. I mean, NFTs have been around since about 2018, man. It's, it's, it's yeah. still very new. It's still really new. You know, I like, I like that idea too, man. Like I, you know, in layman's terms, kind of the same concept, you know, I had a friend of mine many, many years ago. This is like, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. He, he, he went in to buy a condo with another friend because this is in, you know, Tampa is right before the 2008 crash. And, and of course, you know, bad things happened, but they, they, they went in together because neither one of them could afford it on their own, right? The down payment to get into that place and they were going to buy it. So, so they, they came in and bought it together. So this is kind of the same concept of buying something huge. Well, one person doesn't have to have the funding or the capital or the means to invest in that, uh, to own the whole thing. Now you can have multiple people be a part of that. And I guess if, if that sold, whatever profits would be shared. So maybe the profits aren't as great, but you were able to get into something. Whereas if you didn't have that opportunity and didn't have the funds to invest in something big, you wouldn't make any profits. Right. So Correct. If, if I'm wrapping my head around this, right, then, then that kind of makes sense now. Yeah. We're, we're, it's kind of adding a utility to uh sort of ownership in a sense. Um, you know, and that's, that, this is another idea too, right. Just, uh, thinking larger in, in, in this kind of concept, uh, super fan groups, right. You want to get into a specific club. Your NFT is a membership, right. Like um, that. you know, going, you want to be, you want to meet the band backstage. Well, in addition to the ticket that you have, you have to have this NFT in order to see them backstage. You Ooh. know, there's like a whole bunch of ideas that people can utilize this kind of stuff. Yeah. And because it's online, it's digital, right? It's easily traceable. Like you can find it. it's open source, so to speak. Um, it, so you're, you're, you want to, you want to think of this as not just, uh, like one little niche bubble that only happens in the crypto space. This is something that I honestly believe in my opinion is it's going to expand to the rest of the world because it's sure. open source. It's, it's not tied to uh, borders. It's very much of a global kind of ecosystem that's kind of being built here. So, so Ken, so let's say you and I perform a show and we create five NFTs to meet Ken and Jason backstage. So we play a show, those five fans that bought those NFTs, they come meet us. Now they've already met us. Okay. That was a cool experience. They can now sell that NFT to someone else that wants to meet us backstage. Right. Is that how that works? Well, I mean, that would depend on what the parameters of the NFT are. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Which we, we said those. Pre- okay. Gotcha. Because I, I would think you'd want to give that opportunity. It's like, okay, well, because you want the NFT to be sold at some point so that you can you can profit from that, right? Yep. Um, man, I've got so many ideas. We're, you and I have to talk after we do this <laughs> podcast. I've got an, I've got a metal mastermind idea that might be uh, might be really cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. And I want to I want to dispel, um, you know, maybe some 
caution from from a lot of people there you know this is still a very new space uh so it's still kind of like a pioneering industry at this moment uh you still got to be very careful when you go out into the crypto space there's not a lot of regulation that goes on in there um so that is uh it's a danger in in some aspect and i don't want to have anybody you know come lashing back at this and saying oh well you know they're just a scam and well because a lot of people have been scammed through trying to get nfts so you have to be very very careful you have to learn how to kind of do your own research Um, maybe that's something we can talk about in the future on how how to go navigate about this space because that is something that um we need more guidance on and i don't want anybody to think about this as just you know we're just trying to scam people because that's that's very very easily construed with people that are malicious actors in this space so so you uh, you need to do your research then before any of you jump into this uh, this yes. is something that you really need to do your due diligence guys and myself too i'm talking to myself more than anyone else but don't don't just jump into something hey i heard this cool podcast ken and jason metal mastermind i'm, I'm doing this now don't jump into it without researching it first and, and knowing what you're getting into and learning how to, I guess, read the contracts and, and develop those and that sort of thing. So, you know, Ken, maybe that's something that, you know, if you guys want to want some more content on this, because again, it's brand new to me. Ken's already, he's already dove pretty deep into this stuff, but let us know. Uh, you know, we'll put a version of this video on YouTube as well. So you can let us know in the comments or, hey, just go to our uh, go to our Facebook page, the Metal Mastermind Facebook page and drop us a comment. Hey, I want to learn more about this stuff. Yeah, do some more videos on YouTube <laughs> and maybe more podcasts and we can definitely share because I'm, I'm interested. My my little antennas are up. I'm like, OK, this is because, Ken, you said, like you said, it's not only it's the future, but it's also the now like we're we're doing this now. And right. I can only imagine that, you know, things will, they'll kind of work themselves out, right? We'll find ways to, I guess, catch the thieves, so to speak. And and I'm sure some regulations will be placed uh, that will hopefully present, or maybe not regulations, but maybe some systemic features be placed within to uh, to reduce the amount of, of yes. fraud and scam, right? Yeah. And, you know, it's it's kind of like the Wild West right now. Yeah. So you're, you know, everybody's kind of their own outlaw, (laughs) but, you know, along with that, you know, kind of, kind of the beautiful nature about it is, uh, it's self-sovereignty, right. You know, cause if you, if you, if you own your own coins, you know, like if I buy a Bitcoin and I keep it in my own wallet that nobody can take that from me because it's, it's the blockchain. I mean, obviously if somebody, you know, had my information and hacked my account, they can take that stuff, but they can't just like, you know, take it out from underneath me. Um, like, you know, let's say, for example, I don't know, the U.S. government. <laughs> yeah, they can just you know, take, right? They, they can, they, they account, can, they can just take, they could do whatever, you know, they can add more money to the entire pool of money that we already have, right? And lower the 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 price of, 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 our, of our dollars from doing that. It's called inflation, right? Um, yeah, I think we're in the middle of that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so without getting too deep into that, that, I mean, that's kind of what this is all about, though, because there's because this is like a global economy where not one government has a say, um, you kind of are forced to look after yourself. So you, you just have to be aware of that uh, getting into this space. But, you know, that being said, um, this is, I think, where a lot of, uh, you know, future projects are going to be held. Because I think the the aspect of decentralization, of being able to access the, the common man, um, 
through a means where everybody has a voice in their own right way, you know, and being all self-sovereign. That's 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 kind of like a utopia in 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 some sense. Uh, I think a lot of philosophers have probably thought about this kind of concept for a long time. And, uh, you know, now it is only now because of the Internet that we have the ability to do something like this. So it's, it's actually quite magnificent if you really think about it. Um, so we're living in very interesting times and not to mention, like, there's a whole bunch of stuff like AI coming out all around this stuff. And oh, man, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's very, very wild. Uh, but I will say this, uh, Opulus, uh, they are launching their uh, launch pad for musicians, I think, on May 23rd. So this is uh, very, very, very timely. I'm very excited about it. How do we get there? Can just, just go to their website? Is it is just? Oh, yeah. Uh, op- I think it's opulus.org. Okay. Opulus.org. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's a very, very cool thing. Um, and I, I just urge you to take a look into it and just research a bit about Opulus and what they're trying to do. I think a lot of other, uh, you know, companies uh, are trying to do something similar. There is one uh, decentralized version of Spotify uh, out there. It's called Audius. That's another one, which is very cool. Nice. Uh, but uh, they're not. They're not like. I don't think they're doing like a launch platform like Oculus is doing for musicians to actually raise funding to create their music, which is very unique in my eyes. It is. That's that's a cool concept because, like you just said, sometimes folks don't have the funding to to you know get the gear, get the studio time, or to properly launch their music. So I totally, I totally get that. So Opulus, cool man. Um, yeah, this is interesting, interesting stuff. Again, new to me, and I know uh, some folks listening. You guys might be deep into this, while others might be like myself, and and this is just brand new kind of not sure what to think about it is it something you should you should start looking into i always think it's a good thing to look into things that are new uh i always told myself that i wouldn't want to be one of those old dudes that i don't know what's going on today right you got and i see this a lot i see this a lot and and uh you know friends that are in their 70s and 80s and stuff like that and they they can barely get around on the computer. It's like I, I think you got to stay up to speed with that stuff just so you can function, you know, right. in society, right? I mean, so uh, I, I don't want to be one of those people that I choose to be left behind. Uh, right. I don't know that that means you have to dive super deep into the stuff, but you at least want to kind of be in the know and and know the basics of of what's going on right now. So yeah, good good option for musicians here, and and that's cool that this is available now for music as well. Yeah. And uh, I mean, who knows, Jason, this is Metal Mastermind. We teach our you know students a whole bunch of things. And, yeah. you know, maybe if there's enough demand for it, maybe we'll create a course where I'll talk a little bit more about this on NFTs and crypto and Web3 and decentralization. Maybe that's an option that if you're interested, please voice it, because uh, then that tells us maybe there's content there that you guys want to really learn. Yeah, please let us know, guys. Uh, well, Ken, anything else we should know about NFTs without going too too much deeper here? I I think I think that really kind of closes it off for today. I I do want to thank uh, Oculus. Uh, they did uh, sponsor this uh, episode, uh, and they're very good friends of mine. And they're an amazing project that uh, I've done a lot of research into them. I think for about two years before I was actually ever accepted as an ambassador for them. So I just want to really thank them, and you know, it's just something that I'm very passionate about. Uh, Web3 and music and metal music, for that matter. Of course, you guys know that. 
Uh, so I wanted to just open the conversation about it because I think in many ways we just it's hard to sort of bridge the gap between traditional making music and what the future looks like for a lot of this. And I think just a conversation about that is healthy uh, to have. So I, I hope that you guys also feel that way and you feel reciprocated enough to let us know if this is something that you guys enjoy. And, you know, we'll talk about it as much as, you know, you guys want to hear about it. So uh, thank you to Opulus. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Opulus. And uh, guys, you can listen to our podcast, by the way. We've got it on Metal Mastermind on our, our website, but we also have it on Spotify. Uh, we have it on Apple and Google Podcasts as well. And hey, don't forget to go to metalmastermind.com. Check out all of the courses that we have there, guys. That's what we're all about is really helping you uh, become better and create your own sound. So on that note, guys, as always, create your own sound.